welcome back to It's Cryptic Out There. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I have the craziest episode I have ever done on this show. Do you guys remember Andy Wilburn, who did the Gina Hall episode with me, who saw Gina Hall's spirit? Um, well, he's back, and he's back to tell me his, his gift, and at first I thought, maybe it's a curse that he has, but... We'll, we'll dive into what exactly he believes it is and his ability to see the dead and to see the other side. It's, it's literally the craziest conversation I have ever had with somebody. Unfortunately, Josh wasn't able to come in studio, but he's going to listen to the conversation and we're going to talk about it after at the end of the episode. But first, I would like to announce that we have merch in development. They are black t-shirts and with a, the font and the skull, the cryptic skull, in either white, green, or purple. If you wish to request a, a t-shirt, please message the social medias, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, or email cryptophilespodcast at gmail.com. Or message me if you know me, you know, personally. But, uh, please give me your size, the, the color you want, and um, your email address for the payment process. They're really cool shirts, and I can't wait till they come out, and um, I think they're $25. They're just $25, but the, the quality of the shirt is spot on, ladies and gentlemen. So please support uh my good friend brianna and support the podcast too because uh we're trying to grow this damn thing you know with merch if you're a fan of the show and you would like to have some merch please reach out give me your information other than that let's get on with this amazing conversation if you want to dim the lights if you want to get a little spooky please do that for this episode i'm telling you guys it's my favorite. <laughs> All right, here we go. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing good, my friend. So last time you were on here, I will say it was the biggest episode I've done so far. And what you told me was insane. <laughs> I was I probably listened to that episode ten times, just about how crazy that story is with Gina Hall. Yeah. It was there's some cool stuff and I really only scratched the surface, and uh, you know, one day I'll tell the whole story. But yeah, you know, there's so much more mm-hmm. that goes on with me than Gina Hall. Right, that I think it's cool. Right, and also you say that, and that's why I wanted to have you on today to talk about your if it's a gift, if it's a curse. Um, but if you would like slightly introduce yourself and what your career was before retirement i guess yeah i actually 
was working at the local newspaper for six years okay first and that's how uh i did a feature story on the guy you interviewed mark skidmore okay mark had graduated from the forensic science academy and i was kind of i played two years uh baseball at bluefield college and it was one of those you get to play ball and take some classes while you're there and i yeah. didn't realize uh, it wasn't one of those schools where they just let you pass <laughs> so right i got to a point where okay you really got to get serious and declare a major and try to pass classes or you've got to get out of here so mm-hmm. i was like i don't know what i want to do so i'll take a semester off mm-hmm. so take a semester off and before i go further for the record i later went on got my associates my bachelor's and my master's so oh okay so kids out <laughs> okay. there you know school is important right so i i tried a couple jobs walmart and food line and then i got hired with the local newspaper, the weekly newspaper here in the county. Mm-hmm. And I did a feature on Mark, and I was like, forensics, that's it. That's my calling. Right. And so uh, it took me a couple years to get hired. I got hired in with the Rapid City Police. I worked two years there, and I wanted to go into investigations, and they're like, we'll tell you when people go into investigations. Yeah. And the guy I went to the academy with went into investigations, the spot that was open. Right. So I wasn't eligible, but he was. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to tech police for two years and realized that the campus environment was not the oh, yeah. babysitting. Mm-hmm. Now, they do real police work. They're a good police department, but there's a lot of babysitting over there. Gotcha. And... I checked back in with Radford City, and they said, hey, that investigative spot is back open. Hmm. If you want to come back, it's yours, because Tech sent me to the Virginia Forensic Science Academy. Okay. Yeah. As soon as I asked, you want to go? We've never sent anybody. You can go. Hell yeah. (laughs) So then I spent the next 20 years at Radford, spent uh, over 12 years in investigations, pretty much every death case I worked. Wow. Went to probably 50 autopsies. Every murder case, yeah. I took the lead in. Some had national attention. Uh, you'll have to look up the Bob Shell case. Bob Shell. Yeah, right. you Google Bob Shell, and that that one will absolutely blow your mind that that happened in the city of Radford. Okay. And uh, there's a couple others that made some national attention. We did some jury trials on, but yeah. So I spent uh, the next twenty twenty two years law enforcement mm-hmm. and retired late 2019 nice so you definitely have seen radford's <laughs> cryptic uh behavior yeah and most people don't realize that you know they're like well you know radford doesn't have many murders radford has a lot of overdoses a yeah. lot of suicides and they're like well we don't hear about them well we don't publish suicides mm-hmm. we don't publish overdoses yeah you know and they're all the college age kids, and it's you know it's really hard having several a year and you know working and the kids' parents don't know what what they're doing, right? Don't right. know what they're into. They think they're off to get this great education, and they're going to come back and get a great job, yeah. and they don't realize they get get there and get hooked on dope. Mm-hmm. Take something that they don't know what it is, right? Fentanyl or something like that. And See, I, I went to Radford too, and 
fortunately, I was never involved with stuff like that, but I definitely saw people who were in the heat. Ratchet Ratty, that's, you know, that's the true name for it. Yeah, not not hard to find. It's yeah. everywhere if you want it, and easy to stay out of it if you want to. Yeah. So it's your decision. Yeah, but it is a great school. It I, is. It is a great school. Yeah, very But much. the atmosphere off campus can be very, very bad. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, I'm sure that could be anywhere. But my experience, Rafford, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Let's see. When we uh, met, you told me about a gift you have. What exactly is that gift, or is it a curse? (laughs) It's definitely a gift to be able to communicate with the other side. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, it started... The first time I saw ghosts, I was 10 years old. Okay. And... My family have, uh, we were coming back from Washington, D.C. We were staying with my aunt and uncle. And it was one of those, there was nine of us in a station wagon. Mm. That was a fun trip. Right. And I was um, five out of six kids in, mm. in the pecking order. So mm-hmm. I was in the, laying in the back the whole way. And I remember, I could tell this story a hundred times, and I can see it in my mind. It was, you know, pretty close to... Um, the sun setting and we're pulling in the driveway and I had to pee so bad <laughs> I dropped the gate on on the station wagon and ran to the back door and we had one of those skeleton keys that opened the back door and it was hidden under a, a blue Maxwell House coffee can all <laughs> rusted and which I thought was funny because my family didn't drink coffee but it, that's where it was and it was a, a can of nails I grab it and look up and as I'm getting ready to turn the bolt, uh, I look and there's a man sitting in a rocking chair mm. in front of the TV in the middle room. You go to the kitchen and then the dining room and then the living room. And he's clearly watching TV. You mm-hmm. can see the light bouncing off of him. And I remember turning that old rust, rusty bolt and opening the door and he was gone. Well, this was, you know, in the 80s. And I remember you had to run by that TV to get to the bathroom. And that thing popped and hissed like the old TVs do. TV was definitely on. We'd been gone for seven days. And I remember I went and did my business, and then we were unloading the car, and I decided to tell Mom what I saw. And uh, she said, well, describe him for me. I described him, and she got a picture, and sure enough, it was my grandfather, Cecil, who Mm. died in 1956. And since that time, I started seeing him on a fairly regular basis. Mm-hmm. We we could hear things at night. We could hear steps, and we could hear, you know, creaking and stuff like that. But nobody really knew. But then I knew, and that it's like that opened the doorway. Yeah. Fast forward a few years of that, I would see him. Uh, I eventually moved in a room by myself as kids moved out I right. moved up you know I got well, the bedroom upstairs called the red room oh, God. there are stories about the red room okay we won't go into but there okay end up being bad things happening in the red room an evil spirit came along with my grandfather mm. and stuff started moving uh, one of those phones that was mounted on the wall was thrown at me one time Jesus and I realized 
by seeing him one day. I woke up one morning in the summertime and I looked at him at the foot of the bed and he was sitting on the chair and he looked at the closet door that was open every morning for some reason. Oh, God. I would put stuff against it, my weights and all kinds yeah. of stuff against it. He looked at that door and he looked at me and he shook his head like, it's not me. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, crap. Jeez. So I ended up getting the house blessed yeah. because of the evil spirit. I've since had countless and countless experiences that there's only one real experience in the red room, which I don't have to go into today, but mm -hmm. there's a couple experiences that scared me, but one really bad one. But after that, I've had experiences where I've known uh, before the phone rang who was calling and that such and such relative was dead. Mm. I've been able to I've been contacted by the other side to give people messages. Mm. So you can call that uh, an empath. You can call it, I wouldn't really call it a medium, but there's sometimes that it's medium-like yeah. abilities. Um, you know, and I, I've played this game when I, when I was at my best, and I've had some things happen last year that I've, I've lost the ability to communicate with the other side for a little while because I was just so negative in my life. I was so negative. Things happened. But mm -hmm. I would actually, um, and part of it started, I'll, I'll phase into another okay. gift, which I'll call, during the Gina Hall case, I met this guy, and I don't know if we talked about it before. I met this guy who was involved uh, with the CIA uh, the military and Stanford University mm -hmm. doing mind reach or remote viewing. Okay. You have to look this guy up and I'll let you look this book for later. Okay. He has a book, everybody, with him. Yeah. It's, it's called Mind Reach. Mind Reach. Okay. Um, Russell Targ is the main guy. And if you Google Russell Targ, he's all over the internet for doing uh, remote viewing. Okay. So in the 70s, they started this program out of Stanford to where um, they were using subjects in a controlled environment to basically um, see if they could look at other places in the world and see what's going on through their mind. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> the introduction says, remote viewing is a human perceptual ability to access by mental means alone, information blocked from normal perception by distance, shielding, or time. That's the subject of the book. Mm. And so this was later um, proven to be factual that the military used this to find hostages, the location of hostages, mm -hmm. certain weapons. I mean, it is a fascinating subject right. that is endless. Now it's pretty common. There are remote viewing camps you can go to to really? practice your It's fascinating. Wow. So I met the guy that's mentioned in this book that is the military observer from the Army who was sent by the military to say, find out if this is legit or a bunch of crap. Right. And so how I met him was just bizarre. I won't go into <laughs> okay. it because that's a 20-minute story. Yeah. So I'm out in... He wants me to meet him at this gate on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Don't want me to know his address. I'm like, okay, cool. He shows me the papers where he's been assigned to this project. So I'm like, 
okay. Mm-hmm. And he tells me all this. And that's how I meet this guy. So that's just how I got introduced to remote viewing. Okay. And so I read and I realize that this book does not tell you how to remote view. Mm. It explains what they did, how they did it, how accurate they were. So I'm watching videos and I see Russell Targ on a video that says anyone can remote view. Mm. You just have to have uh, the belief and the spiritual capacity. So you you had an idea like maybe I do have this. I want to try it. Yeah. I've been contacted by spirits. I can contact spirits. I can see through the veil sometimes mm-hmm. and see spirits that have just died. And I'll get into a couple stories okay. a little bit that'll just <laughs> you're just gonna sit there and go. These are full of sh- or yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna try this. So I first tried it um, in the house. I gave my 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 family I would give them cards mm-hmm. and I'm like don't tell me what they are not card tricks uh, some of them were like kids cards of pictures okay. like a house or a car or whatever okay and I was at the opposite side of the room they would mix them up and I was I hold it up and to your and I would try to see what you're seeing and I became extremely accurate Mm. frighteningly accurate then I was doing some traveling and teaching at the time so we would start doing it over the phone I'm like okay let's try the little card thing yeah extremely accurate extremely accurate Mm -hmm. so my son went to Pigeon Forge around the same time okay and I tell my son I said all right I'm gonna try to connect with you and see what you're seeing so I called my son and I said, I see these great big green and white stripes. They're huge. I said, but they're above you. He said, there's a ginormous tent right along us that's green and white. I said, who's the kid with the Spider-Man costume? He said, oh my God, Dad. (laughs) I said, who's carrying the magazine holder? And he said, I am. Jesus. And I'm just like, Goosebumps. It's incredible. Yeah. It's just incredible. And um, so I'm like, okay, I need to get somebody outside the family. So there's only a couple friends that I worked with that I could really say, yeah. hey, I'm going to do this. Just play along. Yeah. So one of them, I didn't tell her what I was doing. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, hey, uh, she, it was uh, like a evening, like late evening. And I could see her at her house. She was sitting on this big round chair and she had a big oversized shirt on. She was drinking out of a big round cup. I said, hey, what you drinking? She said, huh? (laughs) I said, what you drinking? She said, milk. (laughs) I said, that cup's a little big, don't you think? She said, and I could just in my mind see her going, what the fuck? What are you, are you looking? Yeah. And I said, <clears throat> I said, I like your outfit. She said, how do you know what I'm wearing? I said, I really like the Boston Red Sox boxer briefs. She said, Andy Wilburn, <laughs> are you spying on me? I said, 
I'll come by and explain tomorrow. She said, do you watch me in the shower? I said, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so next night, I have another friend. I said, I text her and I said, I need a favor. Just trust me and I'll come and explain. Come by the office. And I said, at exactly nine o'clock, I want you to go sit somewhere and just be really still for like five minutes. Sit somewhere you normally wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said, okay. And I said, I'll explain tomorrow. And so in like 15 minutes, I texted her and I said, I see blue pajamas. I see a blanket on you. And I said, but I'm really confused. I said, I see outside, but then I see a really old chair, like an heirloom. Mm. She said, OMG. She said, right before nine, I went and sat on the front porch with a blanket on my lap. Mm. I am wearing blue pajamas. And then I came inside and sat on my old granny's rocking chair. (laughs) She's like, WTF. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So... That's remote viewing in a nutshell. So, when you're like seeing it, is it kind of vague or is it like clear as day? The best way to describe it is, you know how uh, a camera with a flash goes off? Yeah. It's like that, but without the light. That's how long you see it. Mm, Okay. Yeah. You see it clear just for a second and then it fades away. That's crazy. It's amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Uh, so you did say you first discovered this. <clears throat> well, you first, did you discover the ability when you were 10 or did you like see stuff like spirits when you were 10? Yeah. So when I was very young and I've got a notebook with me and you mm-hmm. can describe kind of what, when I was really little before I, before I saw the first ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, I was seeing what I called the shadow dancers. That sounds scary as shit. <laughs> yeah. You see these little... They're oh, just, my God. They're just little... And I'd see them. They were really small. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, running in a room where nobody else was. Jeez. And later on, as a teenager, I started writing about what I used to see. Yeah. And so... I've got hundreds of, I guess you'd call them poems or thoughts, mm-hmm. and they're all like these little shadows that would be dancing. And then after I saw my grandpa, I would see him more than the shadow dancers. Right. But that's what the, and there's tons of those in my real notebook. Oh my God. There's these just little, these are the ones that got cleaned up, and my wife typed some of them up. The ones she likes, she typed up for me. Right. And it's just... Are these, like... Did they, like, scare you, or were they just, like... I couldn't, under, I couldn't understand. They didn't no. really intimidate me. Uh, like this one. I wrote about these images. I am images. I flash silently before your eyes. You see me, but do not believe. I am silence. I make no sound. But you hear me. Did you know that I am here? I am eternity. I wait for you, but I'm always with you. You know I'm here, but I hope I'll stay away. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my God. I mean, 
What do you do with stuff like that other than get it like out of your head and onto a piece of paper? Right. What's right. the purpose of, of writing that stuff? Oh my God. So then I, I guess I, right after 10, 11 or 12, I, I found my first dead body, which was the neighbor laying in his yard. I discovered him. Mm. No big deal. Yeah. It just wasn't a big deal. Just, oh, I should go tell somebody. Yeah. Wasn't a big deal. Yeah. You know? And then as I got older, I would see more. I would see him in other places. I would go somewhere and I would go, I saw a ghost. Mm. Yeah, saw a ghost. And then I would see him more frequently. And then, you know, at some point, uh, and it was later in life that I could actually see through to the other side occasionally. And that was freaky, yeah. Because that—that's not normal. Right. I mean, seeing ghosts, I think, is no big deal. Like I had, uh, me and my sister and her two friends, Will and stay up late. We always have. Mm-hmm. So we would you know, on the weekends just go ride around, listen to music. Non-drinkers ride around, listen to music, and we had a cabin up Big Stoner Creek on Seven Mile Road. So we'd ride up sometimes, hang out at the cabin, sometimes just check on it. Mm-hmm. Because there was always people breaking in and doing stuff like that. So I remember I was the driver. Again, another pee story. I was, I'm like, <laughs> I got a pee. So I That's pull the story in the driveway. <laughs> and we had a couple storage buildings. And one is um, near the bottom of the road. And so I pulled to where I could just walk to the side of it and, and pee. So I got out. And I could hear them being stupid. So I'm two feet from the far corner but I'm out of their sight. So I'm peeing, and I see this face stick its head around the side. Hmm. And what's funny is, it looked like an Indian girl. Mm-hmm. And she's in one of these pictures that I have. Oh my God. <laughs> these pictures that I'm, I brought with me yeah. are from a field trip. Dad was a biology, a biology teacher at the high school. Mm-hmm. And these are just pictures of his students and, and him uh, just collecting moss and ferns and stuff like that. She's in this picture. Okay. This is her right there. That's her. Oh, God. That is her. Oh, my God. This is a mile from our cabin right here. So I am, she scared me because she startled me. You see their light bones, her face, and her dark hair that come down to her shoulders. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I run back to the car. <laughs> oh my God. A couple miles from there, my cousin owns a caboose that he's converted into a cabin uh-huh. along the creek. We're having a bonfire there. I see her again in the trees mm-hmm. and she sees me. Well, I walk toward her cause I want to try and make contact with her. Yeah. And she takes off. So I've seen her a couple times up Jesus. there. So she walks those woods. Yeah. You know, it's just... And then it... it sometimes you can feel them mm-hmm. and not see them. It's like, you know, why? I had... Um, and I'll tell you the name. You probably, I know you know him. Okay. I'll tell you the name later. Uh, a good friend that I went to church with. Uh, my sister called me. 
and said that uh, he had passed away and they thought he killed himself. Mm. And so, and I knew he partied and done some things. And so I immediately found a quiet place. I was in New Jersey, I was flying to teach. And believe it or not, I found a quiet place at an airport, which is impossible. Impossible. But I found it, I'm like, I wanna find him in the spirit world. And I found him, it's hard yeah. talking to some of this stuff. I found him in his church suit and he was sitting on a bench and I found him and I said, what happened? He said, it was an accident. Mm. He said, it was an accident. And I knew then that he was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I knew what was waiting on. I, kn- I knew, not felt, oh, it's going to be okay. I knew what was waiting on him when he moved forward right. in the spirit world. Right. I knew it. And then I called my sister and I said, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I found out who the investigator was. And I called the investigator, who was a friend of mine, where in the uh, jurisdiction it happened. And I said, what happened? He said, it looks like it's an accident. But I talked to him first. Right. And to be able to do that is just incredible. Yeah. It's just, I mean, how cool is that? You know? I'm speechless. (laughs) I mean, it's just, and I've done that. I've had people, a guy I work with, his uh, wife's brother committed suicide. And then I'd gone like we'd hang we'd hang out some, and I went in and uh, to their house and had this conversation. And I said, I said, there's somebody here, and she said, is there? And I said, yeah, it's a male. And I said, he's got a message for you. Mm-hmm. And I felt like one of those shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, give me twenty bucks. If there's a <laughs> message for you. Yeah. And she said, what is it? And I said. Stop blaming yourself. She said, it's my brother. Hmm. She said, yeah. I said, but he's here too, isn't he? And she said, yeah, his ashes are right there. God. God. (laughs) Jesus. I've been able to to tell details about how people died that I should not know. Right. I mean, I'm sure you've got questions, so maybe I should shut up for a minute. That's some heavy shit. <laughs> it is, dude. That is heavy. Oh, my God. Has it affected you more negatively or positively? So there's a there's a, kind of a burden to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when you help somebody like her who's carried that around for so long. Yeah. It feels so good. So gratifying, yeah. So I met with a, um, for simple terms, the church I go to, they have lines of authority of you know elders and priests, and uh, he's way up in the church, and I wanted to talk to him. Number one, hey, is this is this okay? You know, this ain't like a devil or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he knew exactly what the ability was. Yeah. And, understood it and he said he asked me the question that just stopped me in my tracks he said do you want me to take it away hmm. because I can I can stop I can block it I'm like 
No. Yeah. No. You know, I love communicating with the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I've got stories that I know if I tell them to you, I'll cry. Right. Because they're so personal and they're so real. I know they happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you want to hear stuff like that, but they are just... I mean, I can see them. I can feel the spiritual presence that was around. It's just that some people will listen to this and comment that I'm nuts. No, right. I know it's real. Right. I don't know why. Even, I don't know why me. Well, like speaking to you face to face, I can I can feel the the emotion, and I believe what you're saying, and it's just like super fucking heavy <laughs> it, it is heavy man yeah. and I hadn't even really got into the cool stuff yet yeah I mean it's just well I'll skip this question and I'll come back to it but what's your take on the afterlife like why do you think there's spirits that remain on earth or their energy like heaven and hell What like what's your take on all of that I, I definitely think there's there's two choices when you die I also think that not, and not a lot of people believe this. I think we existed before we came here. Okay. I definitely think there's a pre-existence. Okay. I think I don't think air spirits are just created uh, when the body comes out of the womb. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. Because mm-hmm. how can we keep going if we didn't exist beforehand? Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's one thing I believe. So it makes sense for there to be a next step. So we're in the middle right now. And I think if you do really bad things, I think there's there's a hell that you go to when you die. Mm-hmm. And I think the other place is a, a, a spiritual paradise. So in this paradise, I think it's really complicated. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people will say, well, why should so-and-so go to the same place as so-and-so? I think there's a learning process when we all go based on maybe it's works and deeds and knowledge and accountability. Maybe it's all that stuff. You know, the Bible says there'll be a judgment day after the second coming. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I believe that. That makes sense yeah. that, uh, you know, there's a judgment day. That there's a second resurrection, the body will be resurrected, reunited with the spirit. That makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think the kingdom is being built on the other side as much as it is here. Okay. I think the work is going on to teach people who know nothing about Christ, uh, about salvation, about maybe good and evil. There are so many people that never had an opportunity to experience any of those things mm-hmm. when they were here mortal yeah so i think it's complicated um when we pass away but i think there is um an educational component for the spirit i don't necessarily believe that you know you automatically go and the streets are paved with gold and you've got big mansions and i think there's a process to to a lot when we pass away right what's your take like uh, the purgatory concept like 
say spirits here are they stuck do they need like a, a job that needs to be completed in order them for to move on or i think there are some that choose to come back hmm. and be here i think we do have spiritual guidance here so some are possibly assigned mm-hmm. here to help us i think there are evil spirits that are here as well trying to influence us right for sure probably a lot more than the good ones right but i think there are some that maybe don't know the way to the light mm-hmm. you maybe those are the ones that didn't believe maybe they didn't do anything bad necessarily to where they automatically get that one-way ticket to hell yeah but maybe they don't have that opportunity uh or knowledge of you know the spirit world to find it i think there's a there's a whole lot that we we don't know Mm -hmm. you know yeah and i think that's intentional I, i agree i was like i don't think we should know everything right. <laughs> um so what is what are the do's and don'ts with spirits explain like demonic <clears throat> phenomenon compared to just a ghost i guess one thing i would never do is antagonize mm-hmm. any type of spirit yeah good or bad challenge them mm-hmm. i don't i think any spirit that's around you has a purpose yeah and whether that's a bad spirit mm-hmm. or a good spirit if it's a good spirit it's it cares about you or wants is trying to communicate with you um you know i've never been one to challenge spirits or you know do that show yourself yeah you know <laughs> uh no <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's not me um because you don't have to. <laughs> no, you don't have to. And then you are asking for it. I think that's why bad things do happen. Yeah. You know, and I think I think some spirits are looking for those type of encounters. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you see some of that stuff or you hear some of that stuff going on. So I'm very careful, you know, when I am with a spirit. And even I go to cemeteries and interact with spirits all the time. Really? So yeah, I brought my little mag like this. Is how I interact with spirits? Okay. Because if they can, they can connect the two uh, and make that light come on. Then I know they're there. It's been constantly going on and off this whole time. Has it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then to me, that's if we're not moving and it's going on and off. Then to me, that's spiritual influence of right. some type. Right. Yeah, it's been going on and off the whole time. <laughs> I wondered. Yeah, I've been trying to like keep my composure. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, if you would tell us one of the craziest encounters or stories, other than like the Gina Hall, uh, yeah, other case. So my wife babysat for a kid, the very prominent people in the county, which I won't. People that know her will know who that is. Okay. And when she was uh, 16, 17 years old, even went on vacation with them because this kid had a bone disease Mm -hmm. and died when he was eight or nine. Okay. Um, Which had a big influence on her life. And I knew very little about this kid other than she told me some stories of her babysitting him. 
they would come over. They had a little backyard pool, Fort Branch growing up, Vicky and her parents. And you know, he would come hang out after school. She babysit him, you know, pretty much every day. And uh, she said that she told me she went to vacation with them and to babysit him because he needed a lot of help, you know, because of his disease. And, and very little that I know about him other than that kind of stuff. I saw couple pictures of him and Mm -hmm. that was about it so there were four there's been five or six years um last year was a rough year for me so before that Mm -hmm. those five or six years i was really really in tune with the spirit world and i was um on my way to uh, Ocean City, Maryland, to teach. Okay. And the people I was teaching for, uh, I ended up with a Dodge Charger. That's what they rented for me. Sick. I was having a <laughs> blast. Sick. <clears throat> so I'm driving, and uh, I put in the directions on my phone. Actually, I'd saved it on my Outlook calendar and hit it, and we were rolling. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I started seeing signs that I was uh, 100 miles from what's the beach in New Jersey that's... Anyway, it's that... Atlantic City... Uh, Cape May. I think it was Atlantic City. It was something like that. Okay. Obviously going in the wrong direction. Okay. Now these... (laughs) There's no way to explain how that happens when I don't touch my phone. Yeah. These have been saved forever, Ocean City. I mean, the uh, accommodations, the uh, reservation number, everything, automatically been doing it that way forever. Okay. And so I pull over at, you know, some store and I get it out and I scroll to the end of the directions and I'm going to New Jersey. (laughs) I am so angry. (laughs) I realize I'm two hours off course. Yeah. I am so mad because I'm headed to Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. I'm headed to the beach (laughs) and getting paid for it. Yeah. And so I'm so mad. I redo the directions. And it says two hours, exactly two hours away. And I just, I get me something to eat from that little convenience store, whatever crappy food they have. Right. Get back in the car and I'm driving. I'm on the road for 15 minutes and I feel this presence come from the front in front of me and just come into the car Mm -hmm. and just boom. And I'm like, oh my who is in here with me? I mean, I felt it come in the car and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Mm. And I just get emotional and I'm like, who, who are you? And there's a picture of this kid and he's got this like red pants and a striped shirt on. And that picture shows in my mind and I'm like, that's the boy. Oh. Yeah. 
But it shows him as like a 20 year old, but he's wearing that outfit. And his hair is like really, I call it the Michael Jackson swirly. Like Jerry Curl? Yeah, Jerry Curl. Oh my God. But he's not black, but it's that style. It's curly. He obviously had curly hair. Mm -hmm. And I realize who it is. And I'm like, so he starts telling me stuff, but it's all in my brain. It's all in my mind. And he starts telling me all this stuff about my wife, about growing up. And he starts sharing all these memories Mm -hmm. with me. And he's like how she was so motherly to him. He tells me, he describes the boat at their vacation house. The walk down from the house to the dock. Mm -hmm. He describes the colors of the boat. He describes, I mean, there's so much detail. He describes to me, I'm laying against her sweater mm-hmm. and poking his little finger through the holes to touch her skin. Mm. He describes to me, pulling on her hair, but not pulling too hard because he doesn't want to fall out like his is doing. Oh, God. He describes playing with her necklace and breaking it Mm. and being so ashamed that he broke her necklace. Dude, he tells me all this stuff. And so I'm just like, and then he's gone. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So much detail. So I record. I do a a video recording, but I was talking and recording. And I, as much as I can remember him saying, I record it as yeah. much as I can. Because <clears throat> there's no way I can call her. I was no freaking way I can yeah. call her. Yeah. And so, about that time, I'm get, getting to the beach, getting ready to pull in. And I'm like, I stop in the parking lot and I text her and I said, hey, I'm going to send you something. You need to be alone when you listen to it. And so I send it. And so I go check in. And um, she texts me, and she said, "She said I, I can't talk. I don't know what to say." And I said, "I said, well, prepare for round two because she's in the room with me." <laughs> Shit! <laughs> oh god! So he's visually now sitting on the other bed in my room, and he is cracking jokes Mm -hmm. and he's a character and he starts telling me so much the volume is just incredible yeah and one of the biggest thing I remember about that conversation with him is why does she never visit my grave Mm. and I'm like I said because it hurts yeah and he said I know no one visits my grave and I said, we'll fix that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have yeah. ever since. And he tells us what colors to pick. Really? Oh. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was he dressed when you in the hotel? Was he dressed like you described in the, in the photo? Yeah. Oh, no. Dude, he was a trip. And I didn't know. I mean, she never talked about his personality. 
and we we finally could actually have the conversation. She's like, "Yep, that's him." Yeah. Yep, that's him. Jesus. And I said, "You know, we're going to celebrate your birthday." And so and he would just show up at the house and I would just be like, "She's like, "What?" I said, "He's here." Yeah. She's like, "What now?" Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, "Oh, he wants us to do a cake." Mhm. And this is what he wants. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my gosh, that's so him." You know. Yeah. When's the last time you like saw him or spoke to him? Uh, his birthday. Mm-hmm. His birthday, any of the anniversaries of his birthday, the date of his death, mm-hmm. anything like that. We took a, we took flowers and one of those pinwheels out. Yeah. And um, yeah, the last time. Uh, we were we were riding through town, and I said we gotta go see Andrew. And she said, "Why?" I said, "Something's wrong." And we go, and the pinwheel stuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to inform y'all. Yeah, that is insane. And she's like, "There is no way you could have known yeah. any of those things, much less all." She said, "Because I've never." I said, "I know you've never told me anything about him." Yeah. Nothing. Jesus Christ. That's, that's, I don't know, man. That's it's one just, of the that's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Not crazy, but like, you know, intense. It's like he realized, like they realized I can communicate with him. Yeah. He can get her a message. Mm-hmm. He wanted her to know, you know, how appreciative he was of all the things. Yeah. Man, it's just... And some are simple, some are, you know, I get a lot of that, you know, it's not their fault, some suicides. Yeah. It's got to be somebody I know, Yeah. you know, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not their fault. Right. You know, it's not their fault. Last year, um, <clears throat> it was a crazy, uh, crazy night. Uh, I was having, like, severe chest pains to the where I was like I need to go to the hospital it feels like pretty much a heart attack in a way and it was going on for 10 minutes 10-15 minutes well I'm laying on the couch just in excruciating pain and then my dad calls I don't answer the first time <clears throat> then he calls again and this is like 9 30 10 o'clock on a weekday and I'm like, something must be wrong. <clears throat> so I call, and he tells me that uh, my granddad just passed away. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he told me that, my chest pain just went away. So I don't know if it was like a premonition or sign or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'll never forget that. And they said that... <clears throat> He didn't have any pain. They said it was a heart attack, but he said he didn't have any pain. And the situation he was in, I'll tell you off air because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up. But it was, yeah. it couldn't have happened better, I guess. But a lot of people said maybe the pain that you were having replaced, like you had it instead of him. So mm-hmm. he could just, you know, go without any any pain, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I always, I'll, I'll never forget that, and I'll think 
that it was some type of sign or whatever, but... So many people dismiss those experiences. Mm -hmm. So many people, because we are so connected. And, you you know, people ask me, like, you know, how do you connect? Or how is remote viewing? It's all connected. It's all spiritual, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And to visualize it, when I wanted to connect with somebody, I would close my eyes and I would just imagine this blue light coming out from the top of my head. I could see it going out the top of the roof and I could see the land that it was going over Mm. to find this person and connect with him. That's the best way to visualize a connection. Right. And to me, it makes sense. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, boom. Yeah. Not being automatic, you know. (sighs) I know it's wild. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. Let's see. So it was a couple weeks ago. You messaged me saying I had a spirit that came to visit me. And thankfully, I was in Charlotte at the time because when you messaged me, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and you were describing um, things that you might have seen. And for example, it was shaving gel with an mm-hmm. orange cap on it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have that, but I was in Charlotte, and my brother has a shaving cream that has orange uh, lid on it. And I couldn't seem to find anything that was knocked over, though. But the fact that you connected it with the Junior Donathan thing, Mm -hmm. uh, the last three episodes that uh, me and Josh did... um, yeah, that that was pretty. Uh, <laughs> that made my night pretty much. <laughs> Just the fact that uh, a spirit is like Pilfering. Yeah. Pilfering. Yeah, it's like you got their attention. Yeah, and I, you know, that stuff happens to me all the time. You know, I'll have, and I've learned if somebody comes into my mind, there's a reason to contact them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has been, you know, they've been sick or they're sad or, you know, something's happening. And then when I contact them, I can, like, see an event or see something going on. And I ask them, you know, about certain things and to see if I can connect and give them information. Right. And more often or not, I've been right about what I see. Yeah. So... And some people are like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Or you know, well, sometimes I see numbers. I almost texted you again the other night. Mm-hmm. I saw, not only remember what the numbers were, but <laughs> I saw numbers. And I was going to ask you, are these numbers in front of you? That that would have meant we were connected at the time. Right. And so it's bizarre. You know, I've, I've, I did that with uh, my son's friend who was in Boston. Did I tell you that story? I don't think so. Oh, God. <laughs> So my son traveled with, with me a couple times, and um, he had this kid, this old rapper wannabe kid that, <laughs> that he was friends with. He was so annoying. But it was it was weird. He was talking to him. <laughs> this is a wild story. Yeah. And I don't know. This had to be more spiritual than remote viewing or both. I don't know how to explain some of the stuff that, that happens. Mm-hmm. And this first the first time I'd heard the kid's voice, 
and we're in we're in Fairfax, Virginia, mm-hmm. and this kid's in Boston, and and they're talking back and forth, and and I'm just like, so I grabbed a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and I wrote down a number and a color, and a number and a color, two numbers, a yeah, two numbers and a color, two numbers and a color. And I said, hey, Brevin, I said, ask him to pick a number between 1 and 10. And so he picked it. And I said, okay, ask him to pick a color, not his favorite color. Mm -hmm. And so he picked a color. I said, ask him to pick a number between 10 and 50. And so we did that twice. And so I said, Brevin, get the piece of paper and lay him beside the TV. So he picked up the piece of paper, and I had all of them right. (laughs) <laughs> and Brevin's like so he picks it up yeah and he's FaceTiming this kid he's like look he's like dude what up <laughs> yeah, man yeah. you know how kids are yeah and then I start asking this kid and I'm like I think the guy's name was Tommy or Lanny some kind of name like that and yeah. I said who's Tommy he said what do you mean I said Tommy did you go to school with a kid named Tommy he said, yeah. And I said, I said, have you talked to him recently? He said, no, he won't answer me back. Hmm. I said, you need to check on him. Something's up with him. And then I started asking him. I said, what's the wooden stuff in front of you on the wall? And I said, is that like from your grandfather? He said, how the F you know this stuff, man? <laughs> he said, yeah, they're carvings. He's, uh, he's Asian. Mm-hmm. He said, the, my grandfather carved this stuff. He said, can you see me? So he's doing this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I said, I just know I'm, we're connected right now. Yeah. And I start telling him, I said, so your best friend in high school, I said, um, who sexually assaulted her? He said, dude, stop. And I said, I how do you shit know? my pants. <laughs> oh, man. You would not believe what I told this kid. Oh, my my son was going okay dad now I'm getting freaked out and he's yeah. seen me do stuff like that all the time oh my god it's just like once you're connected I just I'm telling this kid things that he's just like so I find out later that Tommy had gotten arrested is why he couldn't oh okay. why he couldn't get a hold of got him. you oh my god <laughs> I know I'm like <laughs> I would literally shit my pants <laughs> we need to do that we need to like set up something I know for the podcast <laughs> And I wish Josh was here because he would just be, you know, trembling right now. <laughs> That's why, you know, we'll go on a ghost hunt yes. when I'm good and in tune. Yeah. And we'll just record everything. Let's do it. Let's do it. We might do like a live a live show with it too. That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Adding to this, are you able to see spirits like as we speak? Do some follow you anywhere you go, or can you see that? Well, we we mentioned it just you know earlier. Like, for example, like <clears throat> do you see anything going on with me at the moment? <clears throat> okay. Yeah, it's you know I see them less right now mm-hmm. than I used to, but I'm trying to get back to where I was, to yeah. where I would know if there were one here. I could walk in and say, "Dude, yeah, you got one." <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was that easy for a long time for me. Yeah. And, you know, my thing is I, I've just, I've got to get this, the hate out of my mm-hmm. heart for, you know, what I went through last year. And I've just, mm-hmm. I've got to get back to being me because I I miss being connected. I miss that. I really yeah. do. Because it's, it is a gift. Mm-hmm. I'll, and I think it was, I think it was just predetermined because I, my dad, you know, and I can go in, this has to be connected, but it's, it's separate somehow. You know, I had this kind of vision through, through the veil for my dad years ago. Uh, dad died in, I had to write it down, mm-hmm. 2005. So it was his last heart attack, which is bad to say. Yeah. He had, I think, three heart attacks. Um, he was going in for surgery. And, you know, I've kind of always been, other than Dad, the spiritual leader of the family, big family. And, you know, if there's a special prayer that needs to be said, I'm usually the one that says it. And so the, the, the night before, Dad was in the hospital. He'd had a heart attack, and he was going to have open-heart surgery. And, and he, I was staying with him, and he, he said, am I going to live? Am I going to live through this? So that was saying, pray about it, son, and tell me honestly. I know you'll tell me honestly. And I said, I'll let you know tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so he knew I had some gifts. There wasn't, we didn't really talk about it that much, but we gave blessings to people, and they were legit. I yeah. mean, I mean, anyway, we won't go into that. Okay. So, okay. And so... Uh, you know, I had said my prayers at night and blessed Dad, and I had what I could only only describe as a vision. So I saw through the veil, and I saw this incredible receiving line for Dad, and everything was white and beautiful, and there was this incredible uh, marble staircase that was white, and it was huge. And there were people coming down. And when I say huge, I bet the thing was 100 feet wide. Mm -hmm. And it was the other side. And there were people, everybody was dressed in white. And it was the bright white, but it doesn't hurt your eyes. It was just so beautiful. It was just like, I want to go there. Yeah. And I there were so many people that I recognized that were on the other side. I knew them. Yeah. I knew them. I knew them all. And I knew that it was dad's receiving line for when he came over. But I also knew without a doubt that it wasn't ready for him. So time on the other side is different than time here. I know that. Time is is much, much different. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that the receiving line, I knew it wouldn't be that long, which it ended up being two years, which makes perfect sense. And so I went back to dad and they were getting ready to wheel him out when I walked in and I grabbed his hand and I said, Dad, you're going to be fine. Tears flowed down his eye. He said, are you sure? And I said, I'm positive. He said, I believe you. Mm. And Dad made it another two years. Wow. And I know that was real. Yeah. I knew that was real on the other side. So you could say that was heaven? Yeah. 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think heaven's the same for everybody. Right. You know, I, I think 
it depends on your beliefs. It depends on how you lived. It depends on who's going to meet you and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that was what was waiting on Dad. So everyone has their own interpretation when they pass over. Mm-hmm. Our perspective. Or... <sighs> okay. So I have a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Do they truly work? Is it a bad thing for me to have one? Especially doing a podcast on, you know, the dark, you know, nature of society. What's your take on that? And I have I have it right here. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh I haven't used it yet just because I'm scared to. <laughs> yeah. It was mostly for decoration for the podcast, but I didn't want to just, you know, mess around with it in order to, like, conjure up something I don't want here. <laughs> so, is it a good idea for me to have or not? Because I'm willing to throw it away if not. <laughs> <laughs> I think to have the board is okay. Yeah. I think. I played with Ouija boards when I was younger. Okay. And I, I'm dumb. I played with one by myself a few times. Okay. Which was stupid because I do think that it depends on the spirituality of the person and mm. the intent of the person that it, it could bring in something that you don't want. Okay. I think it really could. I don't think it's, I think it's meant to be a toy, but I think there's always the possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think any time you open the door for spirits, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. Because I think spirits are here already. Mm-hmm. I would much rather use something like this. Because mm-hmm. if, if a spirit wants to communicate with you, you don't have to use anything like that. Yeah. They're going to be here. Okay. They're going to sense that you're open to communicating and you know you could use one of those spirit boxes or something like that and not use something that'll many many people will tell you not to use yeah yeah growing up mom you know my mom uh me and my brother were just like we'd love to have a ouija board but she's like you're not bringing that in the house ever ever and if my if i'm sure my grandma is going to listen to this one she's going to like you need to get rid of that right now <laughs> i don't think there's any harm in having it like it is right now yeah it's decoration you know you can put it on the wall it's not yeah. going to hurt a thing but the act of summonsing and asking something to come through mm-hmm. is different than just having it in the in the place okay because yeah like i was telling josh you know trying to aesthetically please the the studio mm-hmm. uh just have it on the wall and but if we had like an episode where we used it as a tool or whatever uh it's there to have but yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i'm conflicted on it (laughs) yeah i don't blame you yeah (laughs) um so so we have fan questions which i think one we already we've already uh answered what age did you realize you had this gift 10 years old, right? 10 is, is when things really started to okay. get interesting. Okay. Um, there's another one. I don't know if, if 
It says, please ask him where the angels who chose to leave heaven with Michael are. Also, does he believe in demons? There are demons. Yeah. And those that were cast out of heaven are in hell. Okay. So there was a... Most people don't know there was a war in heaven. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Is it based off of a... What is that book? Jeez. It's actually in the Bible. Paradise Fall. There was a war in heaven. Okay. And uh, that's when Satan and Jesus both offered their plan Mm -hmm. toward God. And Satan wanted all the glory. And a third of the host of heaven went with Satan when he was cast out. Those are uh, so-called in hell, but those spirits are not just hanging out, you know, in in caves somewhere. They're mingling amongst us, mm-hmm. doing um, doing their bidding, uh, tempting us, and making the world as chaotic as they can. So you think about. Yeah, so you think about that went on, yeah, right, and then a lot of people deny that there was a pre-existence. Mm. So how could that have happened? Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, and the rest of us not exist. Yeah. So all the people that made it here, so that a third of the host of heaven never gained a body mm. because they were never born. You gotcha. don't get to be born if you're cast out of heaven. Right. So think of all the people in that pre-existence all the billions of people that have been born, a third of those are evil spirits. Because in college we read parts of Paradise Lost. That was the book that I was trying to uh, remember. And it's the perspective of Lucifer going to hell and uh, seeing everything. I guess what you just explained, the the, the spirits that uh, was cast out of heaven after the war, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's chilling when you think of the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with wrapping this up, I would like to talk about your new podcast, In Development. Mm-hmm. Explain everyone what they should expect and when you think the first episode will be available. Yeah, I have. Um, what I'm doing now is kind of typing out some of the stories that uh, – Actually, the ones I've told you, yeah, I haven't even included. Right. But there's so many stories that I'm trying to type out so I can remember the details. Um, so I'm trying to get a lot of those pre-typed so when I tell the story, the details are there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be called Spirit Talk. Okay. Uh, it's going to cover anything spiritual. You know, we haven't really even talked about uh, which will be part of the podcast. It'll be ghosts and spirituality, and you know, I'll I'll talk about the remote viewing stories. And um, but I, during my twenty-two year career, I can't tell you how many times I've been influenced by the spirit world, uh, the Holy Ghost. You know, I've literally been driving down the road. And this spirit been so strong that says, turn right. And I turn right, turn left. Yeah. And turn left. And there's someone standing on the train trestle getting ready to commit suicide. Oh, my God. And it's taken me there. I can't tell you how many stories like that. Jesus. That I have, that I have saved lives. God. I can't 
it's and it's incredible yeah that the promptings of the spirit that have led me in my career to solve cases mm-hmm. you know when i'm struggling with a big decision there's and you know i won't go into a lot of detail on the podcast about it. we had a murder case mm-hmm. um and it was a crucial decision about who to interview first I prayed about it and no kidding the name was basically set in my head and we ended up getting a full uh conviction life God. because we went left instead of right yeah. to interview a guy and he ended up being the key witness if we'd have done it reverse we would not have got a conviction oh man and the spirit has led me man i'm i'm telling you i've I pulled three jumpers off Jesus. by listening to the Spirit. Going over Memorial Bridge one time, I'm going over, and the Spirit said, turn back around. And I was going to get lunch. I'm like, no. And it was, turn back around now. Mm. And it was just so strong in my head. Turn back around, and the guy's throwing his leg over the bridge. Oh, my God. And I was grabbing him just as he was getting ready to go. Oh, my God. Dude, it's just been... I thank the Lord <laughs> yep. for, you know, allowing me to be a tool for him and enlist. That's why when a name comes in my head, there's a reason somebody that I haven't talked to comes in my head. And mm-hmm. I, I've called and there's like, why are you calling me? I thought about you. Why? Well, I'm so glad you called. I mm-hmm. got this going on. And it's just like, Jesus. Thank, thank you for guiding me, Lord. Yeah. You know, it's just. So it's, you know, it's spiritual, it's empath, it's a, a little bit of a medium. I've got uh, the psychic, mm-hmm. uh, I think, will come on the show Heck in yeah. the Gene Hall case. Yeah. Uh, I've got so many people that have blessed people that were getting ready to die that I know of mm-hmm. that have agreed to come on the show with me and tell awesome. spiritual stories, man. It's going to be I'm going to love it. It's going to be cool. <laughs> I'm going to love it. I'll have to bring you on. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. I'd love to get Josh in here with you, too, yeah. or over there, because uh, <laughs> his reaction is just great. Yeah. Yeah. But um, thank you for you know being on the, the show again and opening up uh, all those, those stories and stuff, because I can tell that uh, it means everything to you. It does. It does. I'm so blessed yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. And, um, like I said before, I want you to be my guardian if shit hits the fan. <laughs> if I podcast. contact you, there's a reason. Okay. Not because I'm just, hey, buddy. Yeah. There's something in my mind. So if I ask you a weird question, it may not be you. Yeah. You know, if I say, do you see the number 64 anywhere? Yeah. Look around. If you don't see it, then I'm trying to figure out who I'm supposed to be connected. Okay. That's okay. how it works. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, because I'm sure, th- I'm I'm assuming the podcast will uh, attract things, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. That's that's all I have today. And uh, God, <laughs> God, there's so many stories I yeah. can tell you. It's Jesus. just crazy. <laughs> we'll have like multiple parts to this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thank you, Andy, again. Yeah. And um, I can't wait to be on your podcast. Heck yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. Thanks. All right.
So we are back now after that intense conversation. And I'm back here with Josh. Josh, you listened to it today. What is your thoughts behind what just happened? Jesus, <laughs> that might be it. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot for just one person to go through. I think. You yes. Know? Yeah. 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 How many people are out there like Andy? It's hard to tell. That book he yeah. had, um, which it was called Mind Reach. Yeah. I'm actually wanting to order that to read it myself. But he had it in studio, and um, the photos that he showed me, I will post them on the social medias for everyone to see. Um, they're disturbing. I sent them to Josh. Um, what did you think of the photos? Yeah, those those photos are, uh, I don't know, what's the best way to put it? Scary? <laughs> um, yeah. Makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, would not want to be near those trees. No. Uh, you know. The, but, uh, his, his poems, for example, um, he had a whole binder filled with his writings on how he described what he has seen over the years. And he also has drawings of the shadow dancers, is what he calls them. And... Um, you'll see them on social media if you follow the, uh, the podcast, you know, media accounts. But, uh, he said they weren't as intimidating to him, but the drawings are, they seem disturbing to me. Just, (laughs) just very twisted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as I was, as I was listening to the podcast, you know, you know me Mm -hmm. and the whole reason I'm here. Because I'm not a fan of this. Uh, it scares me, or it just makes me generally uncomfortable. But one thing that I really appreciated is that I feel like every time you go on TV or watch anything that is towards the spiritual realm, it's always marketed for for monetary purposes. Like, they make it more dramatic. There's music. There's all these things to make it more of a show. Mm-hmm then can we actually contact the spirit world? What proof do we currently have to make that happen? And I think all through the podcast, Andy's story, especially about the the kid with the bone disease, that, that right there to me is like genuine. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think a lot of his stories I, you know, I believe him. Yeah. Like I you said, know, I think, like I said, yeah. I was looking right at him. He was getting emotional about it. I could just feel the, the truth in him, you know. And say yeah. what you say what you want about him. Because uh, the whole Andy, I mean, the whole uh, Gina Hall story, um, that got a lot of backlash. And, but... For example, defying a person, he he's lived through it, so he's allowed to tell his side of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
I mean, anyone who's involved with it, you know, there's one side, the second side, and then there's the truth. Yeah. You know? And you he have has to have everyone's input and everyone's side of the story before you can start deciphering what you want to believe or what you don't want to believe. He, I mean, yeah, he's involved, so he's allowed to give his his truth to it. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, this episode here, I I fully believe everything that he said. And what was fascinating to me, it was I was trying to get a better understanding of how he sees what he sees and how he described it as like a flash from a camera but with no flash it's just the amount of time a flash is from a camera is when he could see the the whatever you know like almost instantaneous and then goes away immediately you know right right it's heavy (laughs) i told him it was heavy hearing all this yeah that was a yeah, that was a heavy episode. You know, I really... Oh, man. I'm just <laughs> glad it's not me. Because I would not handle that. I'd probably be locked up somewhere. Oh, I probably yeah. just couldn't, couldn't be able to take, wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. <laughs> but it almost seems like whenever he talked about being 9 or 10 years old and finding his neighbor dead... Mm-hmm. Like on the uh, on the lawn or whatever. Yeah. And to him, that was just like, uh, oh, okay. You know, I should probably go tell somebody about that. Yeah, but it wasn't. You know. Yeah. When I was like eight years old, I watched a guy fall off a ladder. He was on a roof, working on a roof. I had just went to the dentist. Yeah. And I'd come home, and I was looking out the window because or the door, and I literally saw this man just fall off a ladder, like the ladder ladder fell back. And he just fell and I immediately ran to my family and you know I had this dental work done so I was like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they were like what what are you talking about like a guy just fell off a ladder yeah I had to like get them to go over there and look and they were like oh wow this guy did fall off a ladder yeah but you know if I were to see a dead body or something I'd probably also die yeah just be like, oh my god, that's a dead body. It's frightening, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and especially as a child, you know? Yes. But I also think that if I've been able to communicate with spirits ever since I was a child, obviously these things are more normal to me, mm-hmm. you know? Like when he was talking about <clears throat> going, like having a pee, which... I mean, I guess he's got good hydration, man. You know? <laughs> like I said, story of my life. <laughs> I was like, I'm constantly having to go. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, him running inside and seeing that old man, and it ended up being his grandfather, correct? Yes. That it passed in 1956? Yes. Yeah, you know, seeing that, and then talking about, like, that red room mm-hmm. that they moved into. Which I would love to hear those stories yeah. in the daytime. Um, <laughs> that's where I would like to hear those stories. I, I was uh, telling him, I was like, you're going to have to like come on multiple times and tell yeah. us about all these other stuff that you yeah. were kind of hesitant to tell us. <laughs> I'm really excited for his podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am too. Uh, Spirit I'm, talk. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's, you know, I think that's going to be good. I think, you know, what's crazy is, like, my grandfather, he had a, <clears throat> a terrible heart attack. Yeah. And they had to shock him a bunch of times and everything. And when I was a little kid, like, I have this memory of being very little, and my grandfather's on a gurney, you know, and they're about to wheel him in the back. And we're, you know, you're saying your final goodbyes. Yeah. And uh, he, I, he never told this to me, but my mama told me this story of when he was there and they were shocking him. He was dead. Mm-hmm. And he said that, like, he remembered being out of his body and looking down at everything. Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> he ended up living for like another 10 years or so. Yeah. So, or a little bit longer than that. So, when you look at those kind of experiences of people having those, like, I guess your spirit is leaving, mm-hmm. you know, outside of your body, there is probably a lingering moment. Yeah. You know, I know when he was talking a little bit about, uh, afterlife and just things that happen in spirits being abroad and everything maybe we are like meant to fulfill a purpose you know there's something we have to do but maybe that purpose isn't fulfilled during your like mortal time on earth right maybe what your purpose is is all right you're gonna go live on earth and do whatever then once you die now you have to go and this is what you're meant to do. Right. Um, and I believe we shouldn't... I believe we're not supposed to know what comes after. Totally. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, me personally, I think, like, when you look at modern religion, mm-hmm. it's uh, very, very different of when, you know, a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. even, you know, or... 200 years ago of the way people view just everything I mean there's all these different sects I guess of Christianity and you know all Abrahamic religions really mm-hmm. they always have a little different view to them um, I think that the spiritual world and the stuff that we see around us and the stuff that Andy talks about and the stuff that we see I think that is kind of what lets us know of okay there is something else yeah but you don't know yeah like there is nothing you know do i think that like there's you know mansions and gold sidewalks and stuff like that not personally well he mentioned he he mentioned he doesn't believe that i guess heaven is the same for everybody it yeah it's uh it's your own perspective, depending on whatever that may be. <clears throat> yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that, like, uh, like Jesus wasn't a guy that was all about riches and wearing fancy clothes and, you know, all these sorts of things. Um, so I think, like, when these spirits and stuff, they get left behind, especially, like, let's say someone who's super rich. Yeah. They don't continue on. Because, like, hey, you know, you had all this money, you did all this, 
but now you need to see like the consequences of that yeah you know maybe where you went wrong Mm -hmm. maybe where you abused some people maybe where you did this or that you know and that could be for everybody everyone has a different judgment right when they when he was talking about judgment or when you guys were talking about judgment day Mm -hmm. everyone has obviously going to be have done something different or whatever yeah so that judgment is going to be different so i could see your paradise Mm -hmm. being different you know that to me that makes total sense for but definitely but uh he also talked about like in the bible you know the war in heaven where how many you know angels however many he said that were sent to hell with lucifer maybe that is the reason why demons exist demons are the ones who were cast out of heaven Yeah, I just want to preface this with, in no way am I a Bible scholar. Right, me neither, me neither. So I'm not real sure, but just from my knowledge, I don't think that there's, like, a ton of information about hell. Yeah. Like, hell itself, it's always just lake of fire, bad people go there, but, like, in reality, what is it? Yeah. Because obviously there are these angels that were casted out, are they doing their own thing? You know, right. Do they have like their own setup and all of that? They they wreak havoc on Earth at times. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because it's like why Earth? <laughs> you know, why not? Why not Pluto? <laughs> yeah, like go somewhere else and do something. <laughs> you have multiple universes and galaxies. <laughs> yeah, you have all sorts of opportunity to do something else. Like I feel like Earth has had too many <laughs> just too many bad things all ever since its existence right and we can that's more up your alley with the whole uh multiple universes and stuff like oh, that time is, time is but a construct yeah so we'll we'll have to dive into like the whole science behind you know all that or just theories you know yeah that's really what it is I don't, like, I think the whole point of this podcast is to not dispute anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's any possibility, if you turn this on and you listen and you're like, that immediately goes against my beliefs and what I believe, so I'm not going to listen. Well, I mean, that's just not being open-minded to something else. Right. Like, a, a lot of people are like, ah, that would never happen. God, you know, just throw God in there as their excuse, and it's like, God gave us the ability to be open-minded, right? Yeah. We are made in the likeness to be able to seek out more, to want to know more. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with just entertaining other theories of possibility. And I'm open to that wholeheartedly because if I am unsure about a certain belief, I'm open-minded to someone telling me something so I can find maybe a truth to it to better connect it to my beliefs if that makes sense we all just I I think people just want something to believe in like let's say you know there is no afterlife there's nothing like let's just say religion didn't exist in this or on earth and it never happened Yeah, lives would be so different because people wouldn't have 
you know, every religion almost comes with its own moral code mm-hmm. of how you should exist and how you should treat others and what you should do in life. If you took those away, there's some people who wouldn't know how to act because they wouldn't really have no di- own, no discipline, know? no morals. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they wouldn't. So, you know, it's definitely a good thing, but I guess not everyone can be correct. But that's the beauty of being able to talk about these things. Exactly. And who's to say? Who knows? Really? It's yeah. Cryptic out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> if everyone could have just seen Justin's face as we were recording this, as soon as I said that, his, he's just like, "Yeah," like this big, big super smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I hope everybody listens to this ep- to this episode because it's <laughs> crazy. yeah, I was speechless at times, completely speechless. I just had to let, just kept him talking, like <laughs> just just let me process it. I really wish I was there for that because yeah. that was that was a crazy listen. I couldn't imagine being there. Mm-hmm. You know, That's well, it. you'll definitely meet him because we're gonna have multiple, you know. Adventures with him, I guess. Yeah. Because he's wanting us to go with him to the Wilburn graveyard. Oh, like his, his family's graveyard, I think. Um, a lot of people um, requested going to the Paris Cemetery. They say that's very, you know, active with, you know, paranormal stuff. We have options. <laughs> Yeah, and well, there's the one next to the public library in Parisburg. That's right, that old cemetery. Yeah, you know, that's a old old cemetery. It is, yeah. And Andy, you know, I could say that he is a friend, and he he would be a great tool for us to better understand his his ability and to better understand the other side. <laughs> So with that being said, <laughs> yeah, like he can just walk me. He can walk me up to the door of mm-hmm. how to interact with spirits, but there ain't no way I'm walking through it. <laughs> I'll be like, "Oh, that's cool, nice, right, right, good for you guys." And I'll be like, "I'll be right back, Josh." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. They're like, "Don't worry, man. I'll keep the car running." <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm excited to. Uh, to do more with Andy and uh, have you have you with uh, with us next time? Yeah, man! Shout out to Andy for real. Yeah, that is like a, that was a great podcast. You know, and like at the times he got emotional, I got a little emotional too. Because yeah, that's like a you know. It's a human moment. You're either a damn good actor, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're a damn good actor. And you should quit everything and be the new Will Smith. And uh, don't be slapping bitches. Slapping ghosts, bro. <laughs> Getting them out of here. Yeah. Uh, but I genuinely believe that's the thing, you know. Yeah. Like the stories he told obviously had a deep personal connection with him. And who am I to deny that? Exactly. Exactly. You know, who am I to sit there and be like, "No, you did." Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like you remember your um, slogan uh, at high school, uh, "Voice of the Voiceless." This is what this yeah. podcast is: "Voice yeah. of the Voiceless." Everyone should feel like I don't know. Whenever I went to Norris Hall, and that was like my first little, you know, maybe I did feel something like a yeah. whoa, you know. Like everyone should be able to talk because who's to say that? Yeah, it took me twenty five years or so to have like a like a paranormal esque experience. Mm-hmm. But you know, my grandma from the stories that we talked about, she's obviously had a bunch. Yeah, you know, who else has? Who else has this? Maybe you just have like one percent of a hundred percent. But what's that one one percent that you experience? Exactly. And if you do have stories. Justin, what's the number for the hotline that you can call? <laughs> the cryptic the cryptic hotline is 540-358-1583. Please call. Leave a voicemail. Leave a text message. We'll get back to you. That's right. We yeah. will because this is really cool, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's cool. It's super cool. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, man, you know, what about the... Uh, Andrew Johnson is it the Andrew Johnson house? Yeah, they the, they said that's haunted as well. <laughs> yeah, I remember really weird. They were doing like a Civil War reenactment, <laughs> but also a paranormal investigation <laughs> at the same time. It was a really weird experience. There were guys camped out, like had a fire going. They were all in their stuff. There's the other guys like, oh yeah, there was like an eight year old girl who died of the flu here. I was like, all right. This is- very interesting concept we have going. Yes. I'm here for it. <laughs> there's there's countless things that we can do. <laughs> I love you, Giles County. <laughs> yeah. And not even just Giles County. We got oh, he, he yeah. off yeah. air yeah. off air he wanted to go to he wants to go to Lake Shawnee in West Virginia. And Dang. that's that's the abandoned haunted amusement park that of course it I, is. <laughs> that I'm wanting to do an episode on. Uh, maybe we could get him involved with it as well. Yeah, that would be cool. Or if anybody, you know, if anyone has any stories, distinct stories, I'm sure. If anybody has... People who went there when it was... Yeah, not... Well, that, and then if anybody who has maybe Andy's same ability, call the hotline. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us your story. Yeah. Or leave a comment or, or make a post on the Facebook account. It's Cryptic Out There podcast, and tell us your story. We'd love to, you know, read it and share it. So yeah, yeah, we can shout you out. We can be fully anonymous. Yeah, absolutely. You know, literally anything. Yeah. So Josh, you know, it sucks that you weren't able to come on, but I'm glad you were able to listen and we could discuss it at the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) And um. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoys this episode because it was a real treat. Uh, this is going to be a long episode, probably like an hour and a half. Uh-oh. But, uh, but yeah, thank you guys. There you go, this is the whole thing. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. And if, so you, if you would, five-star the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. It will help, uh, help the show grow. The algorithm will lead up, leads us up the charts. Um... Leave a review, uh, call the hotline, of course, and uh, Josh, thanks for being on again. Hey, <laughs> we're doing it.
thing. We're doing it. Yeah. We'll freak out, freak out. <laughs> with that macho man. <laughs> WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania season, baby. <laughs> Um, and also, I ended up saging my whole apartment when Andy left, just to be safe, because, um, yeah, I don't want to be waking up in the night, woken up in the night, yeah, but, uh, thanks again, guys, for listening, and, um, watch your back, it's cryptic out there.